Well, welcome to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to usher in the new age of humanity, as we call it homo spiritus, by practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try en masse. That one thing is the connection to the higher self part of our true self anatomy that people call by various different names. Our prime directive above all else is to make and constantly return to top connection day in and day out, moment in and moment out, as our first step in dealing with life problems and societal problems, rather than viewing these problems as things we can solve separately from the one thing. And in this episode, we're going to be exploring key differences between divine and animal masculine and feminine consciousness in all of us, because as we see it, the shift from confusion to clarity about these distinctions is only possible through connection with Tot. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. So we thought we'd just do a quick little setup and talk about um, the animal consciousness on the one hand and then the divine consciousness on the other hand so that we can more easily weave it together. So in talking about the animal consciousness, this is the, uh, the human being uh, in, in raw, you know, animal form disconnected from the field or higher intelligence or the universe or the quantum field. This is, uh, or I like to use the word divinity that may not work for you, but those are all the same thing in, in this conversation, right? So, and that disconnected part of ourselves, that's a, a mind thinking it can go it alone. We've been doing that for eons and we're coming up short. So <laughs> this is why we're, you know, calling you into this conversation as, as in consideration of trying it a different way on, on a regular basis. So the, the mind that's disconnected, the human mind that's disconnected is always kind of uh, operating and coming from fear. It's a fear-based stance and it's survival-based living. So everything is about scratching and clawing and, you know, trying to just cover the bare necessities. Um, even if you have a lot, there, there's always that feeling of just, just barely keeping up kind of thing. This is the lower human mind. This is our ego mind. This is our disconnected mind. This is, this is disconnected from the intelligence of the universe is what I mean by that. It's over identifying with our physical and physiological selves and the drives that, you know, the cravings and the demands of that, you know, if we give into every single uh, desire of the physical self, we find ourselves way out of balance, right? So um, these are also impulses of emotion that are unchecked and take us down into into um, uh, what, what do you call quicksand right there's a difference between having um, like feeling and having an emotion and so it's just important to know how how this balance lives in you so you can make decisions if you want to have if you if you want to have different um, choices, a different way of thriving in your life. So to be clear, bottom line, nutshell version, the animal self is our humanity 
disconnected from our divinity. There's nothing wrong with our humanity. Our humanity is a divine vehicle. It's an instrument for all of these things that we're hoping will unfold as we go forward in the new earth. But disconnected, humanity disconnected from divinity is, um, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Does not work well. It actually works in usually quite destructive ways. Yeah. And in contrast, what we're calling divine consciousness is uh, is taught connected consciousness in contrast to taught disconnected consciousness, which we're calling human animal. Uh, so the, uh, the divine is humanity connected to the field, to higher intelligence, to the universe, uh, to the quantum level to spirit, to source, whatever, again, whatever terminology you have for the one thing, the core qualities of which are being love-based and thriving-based in, in contrast to survival-based consciousness, which is animal consciousness. Right, right. A, a feeling of being resourced from that which is beyond our small little circle of life, right? That, that, that's, uh, you know, that's a different, that's very different than survival. So let's now break down the, the masculine and feminine consciousness. And we'd like to just sort of front load this by saying, this is a very short list. There's lots more to say, but you know, we, we have to make choices somewhere and just say, okay, we're going to just talk about this much. So the general ideas, uh, hopefully put forward. And this, this consciousness is in all of us. So in this case, we're not talking about masculine, feminine, as it relates to man, woman, we're talking about the, uh, the qualities and the temperaments and the, uh, the, the characteristics of masculine energy and feminine energy or masculine consciousness and feminine consciousness that lives in all of us. Yes, women might tip her scales in a little bit more uh, for feminine consciousness and vice versa in men, but not always. You know, we all know lots of women who are very masculine in nature and lots of men who are very feminine in nature. So we're just, you know, trying to give you the, a flavor of the spectrum here. So the feminine essence, the essence of consciousness and the essence of being is stillness opposed to activity. So everything is in opposite to the other, right? We only can know a thing in next to something else or in contrast to something else or in relationship to something else. So in general, the feminine energy is about stillness. I mean, a womb space is a dark uh, void, a mysterious void of emptiness and stillness until there's something that happens in there. <laughs> and that we call that creation, right? This is also inner focused, the feminine essence. It's, it's a broader awareness as um, opposed to a single focus. And it's all inclusive. It's nurturance and it's an embracing form of love. So it's an expanded way of including all of life. And this energy is coming into the collective more and more. A lot of people call it, you know, the feminine rising or any any number of words like that. But we haven't had that balance in quite a while. It's been more masculine dominant. So if you are lacking in a feminine essence in yourself, practice stillness, practice inclusivity, practice allowing all of life to just be there, you know, and, and to... Um, 
and to and maybe nurture first yourself and then light the life around you and that will teach you just the act of doing that will teach you the essence of the feminine energy the feminine consciousness and in terms of masculine essence masculine consciousness in all of us uh, and again as we're going through this keep in mind we are distinguishing between animal forms of feminine and masculine consciousness in all of us and higher divine expressions of feminine and masculine consciousness in all of us. So masculine essence is focused on activity in contrast to feminine consciousness stillness, outer in contrast to inner, directness, directness and single focusedness uh, in contrast to broad awareness and all inclusiveness and um, love as expansion and growth in contrast to nurturing and, uh, and embracing as the form of love. And what Lori is going to speak to right now is about the, the connection between the two, because the two of us are pretty clear, at least within ourselves, that a whole person is a blend of feminine essence and masculine essence at the consciousness level. Right. And so, uh, you know, as a, as a person steeped in Chinese medicine, one of the ways I love to understand this is by way of yin and yang. So in, uh, in, in the Tao, at first, at, in, in the very beginning, there was just one whole, whole, all one, everything was all the same thing. And then it split into the two. And that's what is called the yin and the yang with these various different qualities. And they're designed to complement each other. They actually cannot exist without the other because they are part of the same whole, right? So they, they, there's no way of either one of them uh, to be in, in, you know, in a state without the other, without the, without the uh, counterbalance or the riffing off of, or the, you know, the, um, the understanding self because of the other, you know, there's a, oftentimes people say, well, you can't know joy until you know, it's opposite. You can't know love until you know, for those kinds of things. Like we have these contrasts in order to know the, 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 e each of the sides of the coin, even though it's one coin and it, that's all just one, you know, thing to spend or one bit of wholeness. So what a perfect, perfect health, perfect mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health is, is a really a good equal balance between the masculine and the feminine, or if a little bit more masculine is needed at one point in time, then it comes back to balance and vice versa. If a little more stillness is needed, then, but it comes back to that balance. Well, I don't know very many people who have that. So that's what we're reaching for. That's what we have as a, um, as a possibility and even more well said is probability for each of us, but we, we do have to cultivate that. We have to, uh, tend that balance, if you will. And, um, what else was I going to say about that? Uh, yeah, I, I, you're going to have to say that thing sure. about Ellen, honey. Sure. But, but there's just one last thing I was going to say about the um, the the balance between the two, is uh, oh, 
this is really important, is that in Chinese, in the Chinese medical model, and in, it, it is beyond the medical model, it's this whole uh, expression of the Tao, if you will, which is just a word for life, really, if, if, you, if we could say it that simplistically, is that yin nourishes yang, and yang moves and activates yin. So literally without the other one, there would be no life force uh, happening. So I'll leave yes. it at that. Yeah. And this, what, what Lori just described in psychological terms is what Carl Jung, an early profoundly influential psychologist, called the syzygy. And I'll spell that in case any of you want to look it up. It's S-Y-G-Y, no, sorry, S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y, syzygy. And what Carl Jung called the syzygy is the inner marriage of the divine masculine and feminine inside of each of us. And it's that interplay, it's that back and forth, it's that collaboration inwardly that not only creates internal authenticity and harmony, but that lays the necessary groundwork for being able to collaborate outwardly with others. Yeah. One more thing I'll say on that. That's that because of the, this, you know, intermarriage, so to speak, that you just said, this is the alpha and the omega. This is, as I said, the yin and the yang. This is light and love, light being of masculine essence and love being of feminine essence. So um, again, the, we talk about these terms all the time, but we don't really maybe take the time to think about what it actually means. Maybe you've taken the time to think about what it actually means, but then it, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to each of us in our own hearts and in our own minds and in our lives? Yes. So with that framing around what we mean by the distinction between divine and animal and what we mean by the distinction between feminine and masculine consciousness in all of us, <clears throat> we want to do some unpacking. And so we're going to start with the animal masculine form of consciousness, which is, which is the masculine consciousness that misuses power as abuse and exclusion. Uh, uh, both masculine and feminine consciousness have entitlement issues, but the form that entitlement takes is different between masculine and feminine, as you'll hear when Lori talks about the feminine animal consciousness. So masculine entitlement is arrogance and uh, taking whatever you want that's there for the taking. Uh, and it's enslavement systems and enslaved individuals. It's a twisted version of power over having power over others. Right. And it's worth noting that this masculine, masculine consciousness, this is disconnected from the source of life. The consciousness, any consciousness, whether it has the masculine leaning or the feminine leaning connected to life would never act in these ways. This is why we're so uh, passionate about these conversations because stepping our game up into these levels of, of consciousness is uh, is 
the first place to start to change the world for the better. So the, let's talk about the, the ways that the feminine um, misuses power when, when the, the, that person or that energy's uh, mind, human mind is disconnected from the divine mind or disconnected from the field of which is the unified field that is the fabric of love, right? The feminine essence tends to abdicate power. So this has been an interesting uh, out of balance problem that we've had for quite a while. You know, masculine energy abusing power in general, this is a broad brush stroke and feminine energy abdicating power. And this is shadow, and masculine and feminine. This shadow, is, this shadow. Is the animal and then there's the, right, the feminine, who's abdicating, who says, well, wait a minute, I don't want to abdicate. And then oftentimes, because she doesn't know any better, all she's seen is the is the use of masculine energy in, in, you know, in terms of power. And it's more abusive than not. Of course, there's a spectrum with that. So she goes into using that energy, or she can not everybody does this, but this is just, you know, to give some scenarios, right. So then there's this tug of war between abusing power and abdicating power. The other thing the feminine essence does in, in the disconnected state is she indulges being a victim. Has the feminine been a victim in the face of the masculine for a long time? Yes, but there's also plenty of examples of feminine uh, humans that have stayed connected to the source of life and did not need to wallow in or indulge in victimization. In fact, she ended up being quite powerful, whether she was powerful in a quiet way or a medium way or a more outspoken way. But when staying connected to the source of life, the power is unmistakable and it's 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 moving power. It's power that we all want to see in ourselves and others. Uh, the the version of entitlement for the feminine is expecting something for nothing and going to lengths of being manipulative in order to get it. We we see that all the time. It's depicted in movies and books and, you know, the, the, the sly woman who's manipulative in order to get what she wants, right? And this is a twisted version of power, um, just like the twisted of, uh, version of masculine being power over. This is a twisted version of power which uh, misuses seduction in order to get what she wants. Right. So you can probably imagine what happens uh, when you combine masculine misuse of power and feminine misuse of power. Ugly. The, uh, it's, <laughs> it's very ugly. And that dance between the animal masculine consciousness and the feminine, mas uh, feminine animal consciousness is what keeps reinforcing scarcity not enoughness. And this kind of, of, I have to get for me, even if it means you having less, uh, they, that, that notion of scarcity, the notion that there isn't enough is a complete violation or, or delusion of, and distortion of the, the principle spiritually of their being an overflow of energy available for all of us. Mm -hmm. And this, this kind of scarcity and not enoughness dance, this is what humanity has been living with, adapting to, and tolerating for centuries, 
Are there specific individuals who have not done that? Of course. But in, in terms of broad brushstrokes, these are the dynamics that humanity has been living with, adapting to, and tolerating, and I should say maladapting to and tolerating for, for centuries. And we have no future if we keep doing this, if we keep operating from animal, masculine, and feminine, um, because the, the newly emerging version of that shadow expression of masculine and feminine is what Lori and I have been referring to throughout these podcast episodes as homo machina, the, the, um, the replacement, the, the arrogance that says we're smarter than the source of wisdom, the source of love, the source of life. We're smarter than the one thing rather than we are conduits who bring the love and wisdom of the one thing and the power of the one thing into physical manifestation, physical form. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah. So, and this is, this is the type of energy that Dave was, David was just uh, referencing that hacks and fracks the earth and tears, tears the earth, you know, to shreds so that we don't have seven years forward for, you know, for the life that will be coming after us. That isn't what that is. Seven generations, you mean? Generations. Yeah. That isn't what the, um, that isn't what a mind connected to the source of all, all life would do. It wouldn't do it at all. There would be, there would be a completely different um, reciprocal exchange with the energy of life in order for all things to be provided for. So, so now let's, talk just briefly about uh, what it means to co-create with the one thing. So this, this, that means whatever you call you know, the source or spirit or the divine or God, or, um, you know, whatever that word is that you reference the one thing, the source of all life, you're in a conscious, um, culti constantly cultivated co-creational exchange with this energy. And so from the feminine embodiment perspective in this conscious co-creative exchange, it is, um, it is presencing a life force and its creation in order to co-create with this intelligence. Creation uh, obviously means a baby, literally, because that's what women, those who choose to do. But the, the the metaphor for the womb is and and men have this too men don't have a uterus but all of us have a co-creative you know heart womb space so to speak that actually mirrors our higher presence capacity to create worlds right so we're not just talking about creating parking spaces no offense to parking spaces and you know that kind of thing we're talking about what does the what does the source of life want to have created through me and we all have our puzzle piece and you know lots of people are scurrying around trying to figure that out but literally that requires some stillness and some muscle building around being in uh conscious creative exp experiences so that you can feel what it feels like for that energy to move through you and and make something different or new that you know, makes something that that needs to be made for whatever the circumstances are. Yes. And so where the divine feminine is about presencing and creation 
in order to bring forth uh, into the physical universe higher intelligence and nurture life i'll add too and and nurture yes and nurture life um masculine embodiment in alignment with the one thing is wielding light as a lightsaber so utilizing what is brought in through presencing and and the creative act uh, turning that into form, wielding light as a lightsaber to co-create good in the world. That's an alignment with our higher wisdom, our higher intelligence, higher love. Yeah, beautiful. And let me just toss an interesting, David, we didn't even talk about this, but an interesting example, because you know, what we're, what we're talking about, it all sounds good in concept, but what do you do in the moment when something is in your face? So for mm-hmm. example, I'm going to use this example because lots of people know about it. Did Will Smith actually need to go up on stage and slap Chris Rock? Well, that's what he chose to do. But if he were connected in a different way, would his higher self have prompted him to do that? I, I would, if I were a betting woman, I would say probably not. He would have found a way to wield his light in a way that was, uh, that was, that served everything involved, including himself. And that's my opinion. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, uh, sweetie, but that's, that's just an example. Well, of. I, I think that having read and, and listened to his comments in the days following, I think he would agree. Right. And probably wished, but see, that's how quick the animal, the animal consciousness takes over. It's so quick. So we have to actually practice this and be very present so we can notice. And at least initially, you know, maybe two out of 10 times, we, we get it a little better. We get it a little different. We get it a little more connected. And then we just keep working at it to increase our, our odds of getting it, you know, getting it in a connected way versus a disconnected way. So both masculine and feminine, um, we both are, we have this divine consciousness that is inherent in us. Like there's nothing um, lacking in the source of all life. It is all, it is, it is enough. It is plenty. It was, it is overflowing, if you will. So when we continuously connect with that, we don't have to wrestle with the, I'm not enough, right? There it's, it's, this energy is more than enough. And in fact, it's plenty. I like that word a little bit better than more than enough, because that, to my mind anyway, indicates just enough, just topped off. But I want it to overflow like a fountain, right? That's the enoughness. And this is the future that if we, if more of us than not come from this perspective, we tip the scales in favor of homo spiritus and we build a very different world than history has ever, than we ha- that is, doesn't exist in history. We have to, we have to cause and create this and co-create this with divine intelligence in ways that seem maybe a bit uncomfortable because and uncertain because we've never done it before but what i know is that we won't be led astray when we're in connection with the the intelligence of life yes well said so that leads us to takeaways and what i'm what i really want to honor in our discussion here today 
is that this is kind of the quickest and yet meatiest overview of the differences between masculine and feminine consciousness and all of us and the divine and animal expressions of masculine and feminine consciousness. And my belief is that that clarity is crucial, absolutely crucial for us to take our next leap forward as a species, as humanity. And so the first of the takeaways that we want to offer to you is to practice spotting and laying down animal masculine and animal feminine habits that have been programmed into so many of us as automatic reflexes, if you will, that we wrongly learned to believe that's who I am. It's not who we are, it's how we survived. So the first takeaway is practice spotting and laying down the, the animal masculine and feminine tendencies that we each have. Yeah, and another word for that would be surrender. And like David said, this idea of that's who I am, or that's just the way it is. Well, what if it's not? You know, what if in exchange for surrendering what we think is true about a situation coming from an animal perspective, there's much more, there's like a, a hundredfold view that we can't see when we're so locked into an animal consciousness. And I suggest, because this is what I have found to be quite helpful, is to ask to be shown. Whatever of these essences are speaking to you, take one at a time and, and connect with your uh, higher presence and just say, show me the essence of this divine masculine quality or this divine feminine quality. Um, show, show me and help me know those energies in myself. And if you don't stop asking, you will keep getting. If you don't start asking. Right. No, if you if you if you if you start asking and don't stop, you'll oh. just keep getting it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Right. And so the third takeaway is we want to encourage you to do what both of us do on a daily basis, which is to practice bringing your divine masculine and divine feminine energies into your world in more and more here and now moments and situations. Don't just meditate and contemplate uh, divine masculine and divine feminine. That's helpful for elevating clarity. But where the rubber meets the road is in bringing that awareness to bear in what we say, how we say it, what we do, and how we do it in any given here and now moment and situation. Yeah, beautiful, exactly. And it's okay to um, practice and, and it's a trial and error, it doesn't have to be. In fact, it, it won't- We'll be do it imperfectly, it's inevitable. Yeah, right, exactly. So on that happy note, um, I would just wanna say thank you for being in this conversation with us. And our next episode is a, a particular topic that is just, I just can't even tell you how much I adore it, which is called the beauty way. And this is divine mother or the, um, the feminine face of the source of life, whatever word you want to put to it. It's her teaching about being in the world. 
And so until next time, remember to dance with your better half, the one thing, so you can keep living more and more fully as Homo Spiritus. Thank you.